episode 27 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them, and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi guys, I've actually managed to record another episode less than a week after the last. I want to point out that although my podcast intro still says that each episode comes with a PDF of journal prompts. I haven't actually created PDFs for the last few episodes. I wasn't sure if enough people were actually using them or liking them to make it worth doing. So if you are and you're missing them, just let me know. You can message me on Instagram. My handle is Kelly Project Me, or you can email me hello at myprojectme.com. Last week, I shared the whole incredible story of how I stumbled into a crystal healing session in Ibiza this summer that was meant to be for a friend, or was it? The more I share these stories, the more I see that I'm never seeking these things out. These healing modalities have a way of finding me. That last episode had such a powerful response already that I want to do another interview episode like the one I did in episode 18 with EFT Tapping and Brad Yates. So I've got an interview set up with Lydia, the crystal healer, and I'm going to ask her everything I want to know and you want to know about crystals. So if you have any questions about how crystals actually work, how and where they're mined, I know I want to know more about that, which ones are recommended for, which kind of energies, just drop me an email, hello at myprojectme.com, and I'll ask her your questions too. Well, crystal healing wasn't the only thing to happen in Ibiza this summer. And that's what I'm going to share about today. If you listen to episode 13, I shared about my dream vision of moving to Ibiza once our kids flew the nest. My husband Luca and I calculated when the kids were still really small that our youngest would finish school in the class of 2020, which felt positively futuristic at the time, the year 2020. We called our future move to Ibiza the 2020 plan, or sometimes we called it the 2020 vision. Over the years, when we'd share that dream vision with friends, they'd ask, oh, what part of the island will you move to? Will you go up in the wild north, or will you be closer to Ibiza town? And I'd always say, it'll be the house that decides. I'm open-minded to anything. The house will decide. So when it finally turned 2020, and Marco had just finished his final year of school, We were on our summer holiday in Ibiza during that small window in 2020 when you could actually travel, and we went and looked at a few houses. Our friend Jason Hamm lives on the island. He's a house hunter in Ibiza. He's been keeping his eyes and ears open for us for years. 
Many years ago, I actually helped Jason with his dream vision of moving to Ibiza. He had a lot of fears over giving up his career in London and starting over fresh and not knowing what he was actually going to be doing in Ibiza. But at the same time, he longed for it. We had that dream vision in common. And I really encouraged him to let go of what might go wrong and let go of all of his fears and simply focus on his dream vision. What outcome did he want? I remember I recommended the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, which he absolutely loved. And he manifested a job offer in Ibiza and has lived there ever since. So he's kind of always felt like he owed me one when it came to my own dream vision. If you did hear that episode, you'll know that we did buy a house in Ibiza in 2020. The 2020 vision came true. But I left something out of the story back then, which turns out to be pretty significant. And so that's where I'm going right now with episode 27. It was July 2020, and our friend Jason was showing us around a few houses in Ibiza. None of them was the one, but it's always good to see what's out there and what you can get for your budget. Jason was showing us places that were either all done up beautifully, like they were just like completely us, but they were either really small or not in a great location. Or they were outdated and not our style at all. Great location, but not our style. We happen to both love, love, love really modern architecture and decor. So Jason takes us to another house and we love the location immediately. It's in a small, beautiful residential area we've never known of before. It's on a hill with sea views and within a short walking distance to town surrounded by lush green hills from behind, incredible hiking, like really, location's amazing. But the house itself just didn't do it for me. It was built in about 1993. The decor was really dated. It was in our style. It had Mykonos blue painted windows and doors, which felt really out of place in Ibiza. And outside, it had this weird blue pyramid thing like a square box area to sit in with a blue pyramid roof on it. We'd need to completely renovate this house, including demolishing this pyramid structure. And whilst I know a lot of people love renovations, I can't stand them. I've been there, done that, and we'd sworn we'd never get another fixer-upper again. I politely walked around the house, but I didn't take any pictures or give it a proper look. So when we got in the car to go, I was completely shocked when Lucas said, I like it. I think we should put an offer in. I was like, what? That house needs so much work. Have you lost your mind? And he said, let's just put in a much lower offer. And if they accept it, we'll have that much more money to do it up the way we want to. I didn't entirely agree, but I let him put the offer in. It was refused by the owner, who was quite rightly offended by the offer, and I breathed a quiet sigh of relief and moved on. So again, in episode 13, I shared that two months later, in September of 2020, we dropped our youngest off at Manchester University. We checked into our hotel. We were at the hotel bar toasting this next chapter of our lives as brand new empty nesters, and Jason calls our friend in Ibiza, who showed us the house. And he said, the owner has come back and he's accepted your offer. And I was like, oh my God. So what I didn't share about in the last episode, because I was kind of just moving on ahead, is that inside I was completely freaking out. We were about to buy a house we'd seen, but 
hadn't looked at properly. And now with new COVID travel restrictions, we couldn't even fly back and see it again. We were going to need to accept an offer on a house that we'd seen that it was just freaking me out. It needed so much work. And in my mind, I went back to how much stress our other home projects had put us through. I didn't want us to be at each other's throats again over our dream house. And these things always go over budget, especially with my husband, who'll only ever pay retail or above for anything. It drives me crazy. He won't negotiate. If there is a choice of, say, three types of doorknobs or sink taps, he'll always choose the most expensive option. And then we argue over it. He wins. I sulk. Luca tried to point out that the last time we did a house up was when Max was a toddler. And we were living in the house as it was being done up room by room over the course of a few years. We were living in it. It was like a constant building site. I remember we were living in it without a kitchen for a couple of months. And we had this toddler. It it was a super stressful period of my life. And I, I think I was scarred by that. He was saying to me, this house in Ibiza could be done up while we're in the UK and be ready for us to move into by Easter of 21. We'd hire a good project manager to oversee it all. I wasn't entirely convinced, and I felt super freaked out that we could be making a huge mistake. The next morning, we woke up at the hotel, and we decided to go for a run to explore more of Manchester on foot. Along the way, we both stopped at the same time to look up at a big building site. A huge, beautiful, rainbow-colored glass panel was being lifted by a crane at the top of this building, and a team of builders were slotting this panel into position. It was an incredible feat of engineering and skill. If that panel had slipped, it would have shattered down onto the busy streets below. But they were just calmly and intelligently slotting it into place. And at that moment, all at once, it hit me. There are professionals out there who know what they're doing. Our house renovations in Ibiza It's like kindergarten compared to this project I'm looking at right now. I'm making this out to be a huge deal because I'm emotionally scarred by past building projects. But this one is totally different. I don't have to live in it while it's happening or even see it until it's done. And if Luca chooses the most expensive doorknobs, I just don't want to know about it. So I threw my arms around Luca right there on the street and I said, yes, let's get this house. Let's do it. I'm all in. (laughs) It's amazing what some perspective can do for you, right? And universal signs like a rainbow colored panel in the sky to catch my attention. So already a long story made slightly shorter. I'm going to skip past how we hired and then fired our first architect for being too slow. We hired another and had countless Zoom meetings pouring over these Ibiza floor plans and moving walls and moving rooms around. I didn't enjoy those meetings at all. And as summer 2021 was approaching, no work had even started on the house. The travel ban between the UK and Spain was finally lifted in May. Luca and I moved to Madrid for him to start his new job mid-May, and we finally were able to fly to Ibiza in early June to see this house we'd bought during lockdown. We walked in the door. There were toilets not working. It was not connected to any hot water. It was now empty of the furniture and art that had been there the first time, so it was looking its absolute worst. I had to do my best to think positive and trust. On the plus side, we had a lemon tree, and the sea views were amazing. 
we decided we'd finally get our stuff out of storage in the UK. You know, we've been living in Airbnbs. Our stuff had been in storage since January, and we just wanted to get it out. We would get it out. We'd set up the beds. We'd unpack enough to live in it over the summer since the building work hadn't even started yet. It would be a bit like camping, but it would probably be a good thing to live in the house for six weeks to see where the sun falls into each room and, you know, that kind of thing. Oh my God, best decision ever. And I now see why the universe threw up so many obstacles to stop us from just plowing ahead with the building work and having it done before summer. We completely changed our mind on the positioning of things like our master bedroom, and that had a knock-on effect on other things. I mean, I actually woke up one morning in the room that we were not going to use as our master bedroom. I saw the sea view from there, went over to the room that the previous owner was using as the master bedroom, which we, by the floor plans, just assumed that's what we would do. And it didn't have the views at all. It didn't have the same vibe at all. And what's more is... One of the small bedrooms was actually set up already as a walk-in dressing room. I couldn't see that by the floor plans. I was like, had a complete Sarah Jessica Parker moment, if you've ever seen that Sex in the City movie where she walks in and it's like, ting. Okay, you know, this doesn't look like that yet. But I mean, suddenly I was like, wait a minute, the master bedroom could be here and I could have a walk-in wardrobe. It was like, whoa. <laughs> Our friend Celine came over and she took one look at the spiral staircase and she said, this is blocking the views and the light. You're blocking the most major feature of the house. It needs to be moved. And I was like, wait, what? Move the staircase and make it just like a straight staircase that goes up the wall to the right. And she is so right. And here's where I come to the most incredible part of this entire story about manifesting this particular house in Ibiza. So I walk from my house into this cute cafe one morning. It's also a homeware shop. It's just five minutes walk from our new house. And there on the shelf is a glass. It's like a water glass. And I pick it up. And on the bottom of the glass is the flower of life. This is the same rainbow-colored flower of life that I use as the logo for my High Vibe Journey program. When you're drinking the water, you tilt it up and you'll actually see this flower of life logo at the bottom, or symbol, I should say. Now, an important side story to tie all of this together. On the day that I decided to create the High Vibe Journey, back in October 2019, I knew that I needed to begin with the visual side. That's just how my soul works. I need to see it to feel it. So I got into vibrational alignment and I opened up my computer and I repeated my affirmation. I choose for this to be easy. I do this thing where like I just ask the universe to guide me and I say, please let this be easy, guide me. And I did all of my alignment before action, which is what I was going to be teaching in this program anyway. So I go to some of my go-to image sources online and I begin typing in words like energy, and vibration. And that only brought up all kinds of sciency, electrical stuff. And then I searched for more soulful images, and they were beautiful, but very esoteric and too far removed from my existing branding with the flower logo. And all of this is to kind of take, you know, normal people who aren't into all that kind of stuff and bridge them over to the other side into this. So I don't want the images to be like completely ethereal and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, nope, that's not it either. And then the flower of life showed up. Like I just suddenly saw this symbol. And once it was transferred into beautiful rainbow colors, 
I got goosebumps all over my entire body. It was like a yes, 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 like that forward sway I talk about. All of this, by the way, took under an hour. And in the past, designing and branding logos could take me days or weeks. But ease and flow is my new way of life now. It's all about being an energetic match to whatever outcome you desire. Nothing ever has to be hard work. Now, you may or may not know about sacred geometry and the flower of life, but I didn't know any of this at the time. I now know that the flower of life is a geometrical shape composed of multiple evenly spaced overlapping circles arranged in a flower-like pattern with six-fold symmetry like a hexagon. The perfect form, proportion, and harmony of the flower of life has been known to philosophers, architects, and artists all over the world. In New Age thought, the flower of life has provided what is considered to be deep spiritual meaning and forms of enlightenment to those who have studied it as sacred geometry. There are groups of people all over the world who derive particular beliefs and there are forms of meditations all based around the flower of life. The flower of life symbol can be found in manuscripts, temples, and art throughout cultures around the world. Leonardo da Vinci studied the flower of life's form and its mathematical properties. He drew the flower of life itself, as well as various components such as the seed of life. He drew those geometric figures representing shapes. You know, we've all seen the Leonardo da Vinci with the man, you know, in the circle. He used the golden ratio in his artwork, all of which can be derived from the flower of life design. I knew none of that when I chose it as the logo for the High Vibe Journey. And I, you know, just started putting it out there on for all of my stuff. And it started attracting in the women who needed to be in that program. Each time I ran the program, I actually put it out there and I said, may the women who most need this in their lives right now be attracted to it. And I never thought at the time that it was the actual logo that was like creating that attraction. It's just incredible to think. So now here it was in my hand in this shop in Ibiza. It was the last glass of that design. So of course I bought it. I now have this water glass. And then the next thing to happen is my husband and I are at this hotel roof bar in Ibiza, and we meet this really fun Dutch guy named Jean-Paul, and we're getting to talking to him, and he tells us where he lives, and we're like, oh, we live over there too, and he gives us the name of his road, and it's a small road, guys, and he goes, I live on that road too, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, what are the chances of meeting somebody at a hotel roof bar who's like your neighbor? He tells us which house he's in, we tell it which, which house we're in, he goes, oh, the new people who've just moved in, so... He tells us that all of the houses on our street were designed by two architects. He tells us the name of the architects, so I Google them. And I realize that these architects own the shop that I bought the glass for. Like they, they own this same shop that I bought the Flower of Life glass in. And I start reading more, and it turns out they designed all of the houses on this little road using sacred geometry. Even our road is created as a spiral. And I looked on Google Maps and there it is. Like I knew we were in this cul-de-sac that kind of wove around, but I never thought about it being a spiral. And there it is. My house is on this geometric spiral. So I'm reading this website and I'm learning more about how our house was designed using sacred geometry. And I learn about how the golden ratio and they're talking about the Fibonacci sequence and how it can be found throughout the natural world. 
And I'm suddenly remembering a documentary I saw on this. I actually put that documentary into the box of higher inspiration in my High Vibe Journey program because I remember just thinking, this is so cool. And there was this whole documentary about like how many shells are perfect examples of the golden spiral. And many flowers follow the pattern of the golden ratio. The number of petals on flowers represents and reflects this Fibonacci sequence. It's believed that each petal is placed to allow for the best possible exposure to sunlight. And I'm now thinking about my project Me Life Wheel Flower and how that came to me also in a vision back when I designed that logo. And each of those petals represents a different life area. And <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's in pine cones. It's the way tree branches form and split. It's all related to the sequence. It's found all over in nature. And at a broader level, the Milky Way galaxy has a number of spiral arms, and the shape is identical to the golden spiral. And there's a golden rectangle that can be drawn over any spiral galaxy. I mean, when you start getting into what sacred geometry is all about, you realize that we as humans, too, were a part of nature, and our bodies also contain the golden ratio. Many of our proportions can be divided according to its formula, including the measurements of like the navel to the floor and the top of the head to the navel and the lengths of our fingers. Each section from the tip to the base of the wrist is larger than the preceding one by roughly this ratio too. It goes back to that Leonardo da Vinci and him drawing all this out. This patterning can be seen also in our DNA. The golden ratio is in the animal kingdom too. Dolphins, starfish, sand dollars, sea urchins, ants, and honeybees also exhibit this proportion. These two architects who designed my house applied the principles of sacred geometry. And it says on their website, By creating an environment around us that is supportive to our inner and outer senses, we can enhance rather than alienate our links with nature. I've been saying so much, guys, in previous episodes, and I'm having this like longing to be connected with nature in a way that I haven't been able to properly put my finger on. <laughs> right now, my feet are tingling like mad. I get these tingling feet when the answer is like a yes or when it's something I need to lean into. My feet are going so tingly right now. Going back to what it says on their website, when architecture and objects embody these principles of universal harmony, they sustain rather than drain us. In this way, the objects and buildings we live in and with every day nurture our well-being and our homes become our havens. And these guys designed and built our house according to the cardinal directions and the Earth's magnetic lines. <laughs> oh my God. What a high vibe house, huh? <laughs> if anyone had told me any of this when I was having my big fat doubts about whether this house was the one, <laughs> why didn't anyone tell me this? And then I suddenly panicked when I'm reading this website. I'm like, wait, are we going to have bad juju if we get rid of the spiral staircase and the blue pyramid? Oh my God. I like realized I've got to reach out to them. Can you imagine if like everything gets completely messed up because we get rid of these things? And I'm also thinking at the same time, our, our architect is going to kill me if I go back to them again and say, sorry, back to the spiral staircase and, you know, keeping the pyramid. So I call this architecture office and explain the situation. 
and they very kindly arranged for, you to, for me to meet with the original architect. His name is Thor Fogelberg Jensen. And meeting him was amazing. I learned so much about traditional Ibithinko Finca architecture. Like, I just didn't know about this kind of stuff. And he bases all of his designs on these original buildings with arched windows. To think, I was like, oh, I don't know about the arched windows. I really like straight lines. I like modern architecture. Now I'm understanding that all of these curves and these white curved edges, even all the inside of the house, none of the corners are sharp corners. Everything has these white curved edges. And I used to think that was a little bit naff, a little bit dated. And anyway, I don't see it that way at all anymore. So I braced myself and I asked him if I was screwing up the entire energy of the house by removing the pyramid and the spiral staircase. And thankfully, he smiled and said, it's the people who live in the house who give it the energy. <laughs> Yay! I'm like, I'm super high vibe. No worries there. He really assured me that the house was built with, you know, these features, but it really is the energy of the people. And he added too that using eco paints and reclaimed wood and local stone and sustainability, all of that when we're thinking about remodeling the house, that is the vibe that is produced in the house. And that just completely makes total sense to me when we are putting things into our house that have not come from a high vibrational source, then we're bringing that energy into the house, right? So yeah, that completely clicked with me and my feet are vibrating like mad right now. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, so as I was leaving their offices and saying goodbye, I suddenly stopped dead in my tracks. There above the reception desk is this big curving wall structure. I'm going to actually post this on my Instagram so that you can see what I'm talking about because it's hard to describe. It is the same as that tattoo that I've got on my back. And I've never been able to tell anyone what my tattoo is because the truth is I don't even know. <laughs> I know how crazy this is about to sound, but after the triumphant home birth of my son in 2002, I decided to get a tattoo. I drew up this kind of tribal looking design. I honestly don't even know what inspired me that. And I've thought over the years, how did I do a tattoo by just sketching something up and bringing it to a tattoo artist? Like, it's such a big deal what you're going to have tattooed on you. And to think of how little time I spent doing this. I've thought about it so often over the years. I've been like, how did I just sketch this thing up and walk into a tattoo artist and tell him that this is what I wanted. And I remember that he was drawing it first in pen onto my back and he decided to add more to it. And I remember him showing me this mirror, like a mirror of what he was, what he'd done. And he had taken my tribal markings, but he used these little horns and he kind of created like these little horned sea creatures on it. It, that's what it looked like to me. I didn't know that it was that. I'm actually thinking about this right now. And I never thought of sea creatures until right now. But I remember being like, huh? Like my design suddenly had these little extra flourishes on them. And I was like, huh? But, you know, he'd already drawn it on. And I don't know. I just kind of had to trust that he was a tattoo artist. And he he was saying it just needs more. That it just needed something more. And I was like, okay. And so... He did it. And I'm over the years, I've really thought, 
what would it have looked like if it had been my design instead of his? And, you know, I take a mirror to it sometimes because I can't really see it very well myself. But over the years, I've just decided to embrace it, even though people have asked me, like, what is it? And I've gone, I don't really know. It's just symbolic of the love I feel for my family because it does have like a heart and it has a, a diamond. And I've kind of seen these little branches of it that I designed as being kind of like a family tree. So it does symbolize to me my family, but these little extra horns, these little, almost makes it look like little creatures. That wasn't my design. And suddenly on the wall at my architect's office, I see what I have tattooed on my back. And I've come back home. I asked them, Do you, what, what is this? And even they couldn't really say what it was. They're like, what is it to you? And I'm like, I kind of see a sea urchin. And I'm only thinking about this right now that a couple of minutes ago, I was telling you about sacred geometry and how it's found in starfish and dolphins. And I said sea urchin. And I'm realizing that these things on my back are like, sea urchins. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait for more signs on the universe on what this all means. But I'm suddenly even remembering now that in the last episode, if you listen to that one, remember Lydia, the crystal healer, said she saw a whale in the ocean and it got us talking about my deep affinity to water. And now I'm thinking about the sea urchin I've got tattooed on my back. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to be thinking about this more when I'm not recording. Sorry about this. So I get back from the architect's office and I open the door and I suddenly see our house in a whole fresh light. All of the stuff that I thought was a little bit naff before, I'm now noticing the soft curves. I'm walking around the house, I'm touching the curves, and I'm seeing the arched windows and how traditional are like the traditions that our house is built on, and yet how modern it's going to be when we do put in the new floors and the new bathrooms and the new kitchen. And I'm just now 100% in love with this house. There is no longer a part of me that's concerned that it might have been a mistake. This is the house I was always meant to live in. Remember when I told my friends, the house will decide. I didn't know where in Ibiza I was going to live. I'm like, the house will decide. This house definitely chose me. The breadcrumb trail would have led me here much quicker if I'd known about how these houses were built using sacred geometry and I wouldn't have gone through all of that. But then again, the timing wouldn't have been right. The owner wouldn't have been selling when he was selling. I mean, this has all been unfolding with perfect divine timing. I really, really believe that. So we're going to be moving our stuff back into storage for the building work to commence. And I'm feeling really positive and excited. What a crazy story, right? So there's one more fun piece of this summer that I want to share before I forget. I needed to find someone to look after our two Bengal cats in Madrid for our weekend away in June when we were going to be moving our stuff into our house in Ibiza. And thinking ahead, we were also going to be in Ibiza for six weeks over the summer. It was looking like we weren't going to be able to bring the cats with us. I won't get into all that. But one step at a time, I knew I needed to find somebody for that weekend that we were going to be away and someone to come and look after my cats or for my cats to be looked after. So I do what I do best and I get out my journal. And I asked my intuition, what is my dream vision solution for the cats? And my pen writes that it is for someone to come and stay in our apartment for free because they work from home and they want to change the scenery. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
So then I get a flash of an idea to go into the Facebook group. It's called International Women Building Businesses Abroad. It's a great Facebook group if you are an international woman building your business abroad. And I make a post. And it's a business group, so I can't just go a post. I'm looking for a cat sitter. So I posted a video and some pictures of my fabulous apartment. And I show my home office with its cute little terrace. And of course, I show the cats. And I say, would any of you female entrepreneurs like to come and stay in my beautiful new apartment in the heart of Madrid next weekend while I'm away? My two Bengals would love the company. And I thought it might be a treat for one of you to have a change of scenery to focus on a project, or just to have some me time. I know I can hire a professional cat sitter, but I thought I'd check here first to see if a free exchange was of interest to any of you. <laughs> and oh my gosh, the immediate response. So many women leaping at the opportunity in the way that I presented it. And I'm going through them and I'm like, okay, who am I going to choose now amongst all these people? And one of them sent me a private message and her name was Danielle. She's Canadian a 28-year-old graphic designer, she reminded me of a younger version of me, honestly. I looked her up on Instagram. I was like, she's like a younger me. And she came and stayed that weekend. And it went really, really well. She said she loved the cat. She was super creative in her business. It was like a really inspiring place to work. And so I said, well, listen, I can't bring the cats with me to Ibiza this summer. I'm going to be away for six weeks. And, you know, would you be able to stay for that long? And she said, would I be able to come with my sister? And I said, yeah, of course. You know, it turns out she has a twin sister. <laughs> They're both graphic designers and they loved working in my apartment for this summer. <laughs> Change of scenery I presented to them. They got lots of inspiration and they felt like it was an even exchange of energy to look after my fur babies and them to be staying in my apartment. So how cool is that? See how your challenges can be solved through journaling, tapping into your wise inner knowing, getting clear on your dream vision outcome. Don't think about the how. Think about the outcome you want, and then the creative manifesting comes in. That whole process took me no time between writing that in my journal and getting the idea to make that post and getting the cat sitter. Like it took, you know, an hour. <laughs> so, okay. Are you ready for the next cool thing that I manifested? <laughs> After my crystal healing session in Ibiza, I felt really eager to step more fully into the spiritual work I'm doing as a soul plan practitioner, but I knew there was a disconnect between my current website photos and branding. I'd need to make some updates. <laughs> and just as I'm thinking about that, I get a message from Teresa Chong. She's been following Project Me for years. She's a friend of my friend, Erica. She attended one of the very first Project Me workshops I ever did. And then she moved to Singapore and then she moved to New York. She even did B-School under me. So I, I, I'd had a one-on-one -on -one call with her because all people who do B-School under me get a one-on-one -on -one call. So I knew her, but I didn't know her, you know? So she messages me with this proposal. She says, my kids are going to be with their dad for a week. I'm going to be on my own and I really want to like just be somewhere where I can take photographs and everything. I see you're in Ibiza. Could you offer me a bed to sleep in in exchange for a photo shoot on the island? I'll do a professional photo shoot for you. Did I mention she's a professional portrait photographer? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I need to tell you something. When my friend Jason was house hunting for us, 
One of the big features I wanted for my dream vision house was a separate guest apartment, a place I could generously host friends and family without actually feeling like I have to have constant house guests, if you know what I mean. Like give them their own key. They have their own little kitchen. I don't have to feel like I'm running a bed and breakfast. They get their own rental car. Do you know what I mean? So of course, my dream house has a guest casita. It hasn't been totally done up yet. It doesn't have the kitchen yet, but it's where my younger son stayed over the summer. But he was leaving the day before Teresa proposed that she'd arrive. So the timing of when her kids were going to be with their dad was the exact same time that the guest casita would be free. (laughs) So Teresa came and we did one early morning shoot overlooking my beloved island of Espedra. It's that magical rock that jets out of the sea. I talked about that in episode 13. And we did another pre-sunset shot by the beautiful salt plains. And I'm going to share these pictures on Instagram and on the Project Me Facebook page so you can see how beautiful these pictures came out. Thank you, Teresa. I am in a little bit of a dilemma right now because I'm like, those pictures just aren't going to work on the home page of my website right now because Project Me is still very much about getting a firm foundation beneath you. It's very practical lifestyle management strategies. It's what my book is about and it's what my my website is about. So those pictures of me in my kind of woo-woo spiritual, like, you know, Ibiza state, just to me aren't going to work on the homepage. Maybe we'll see. I'm going to be working on that, but I I can definitely use those for my high vibe journey and things like that. So I'm just really grateful that I manifested that photo shoot. And some of the pictures have shown me, I don't know if you remember in the last episode, I said, I look on Instagram and I see these other women who are already looking like they're in their spiritual selves, where she took this picture of me with a spader in the background. And I'm going to share that picture with you on Instagram so you can see that my feet weirdly are heading in two different directions. And at first I was like, oh, this is such an amazing picture. I look so in my power, but my feet are pointed in two different directions, which just looks kind of weird. And I'm looking at it again and I'm like, my feet are in two different directions because I have these two different directions in my life and I'm kind of merging them together. It was really amazing. Okay. And I had one more, you know, coincidence, nothing is a coincidence. Project Me and High Vibe Journeyer, Michelle Chandler, reached out to me with a proposal to create a fresh new strategic marketing plan for Project Me and my Project Me membership. So it's amazing what happens when you become a magnificent manifester. I'm going to start working with Michelle My feet are tingling again. Oh my gosh, my feet are tingling feet. If you haven't listened to that episode, I can't remember which one it was where I talk about every since I had that transformational breathwork. So if you look for titles, the transformational breathwork session, the first one I had, that was when I suddenly got this new intuitive way of me knowing when thing is a yes, is that my feet just tingle like mad when it's a yes. Um, And that's happening right now. Okay. The first steps to becoming a magnificent manifester is to shift your vibes, to understand that you are energy, your emotions are energy, and your energy is always either attracting or repelling. Get into a high vibrational frequency state and you will attract into your life the people, the things, the opportunities, the experiences that you desire. 
It may sound cliche to say living a high vibe life, but it's real. Stick with me and this podcast for ongoing inspiration to raise your vibes. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. I'm going to ask you some questions to get you thinking about how to apply my story to your own life. How conscious are you of your dream visions? Do you know what you want for your future? Do you dare to dream big? Do you think loosely about your dream visions, or do you write them down and openly share them with others? Do you see other people doing or having things, but have the limiting belief about what's actually possible for you? Are you willing to examine those limitations and try new ways of releasing them? What's a dream outcome you'd love to manifest for one of your challenges right now? Remember me writing down my dream cat sitting solution? Identify the challenge, write down your outcome, and tune in for guidance on some small steps you can take that will make your dream vision your reality. Thanks for listening to the Project Me podcast. My dream vision is for this podcast to reach thousands of people all over the world who need to hear inspirational stories and ask themselves important questions that will unlock new worlds for them. My vision is that every person listening shares it with at least one other friend or post on their social media or tells whole groups of people about it. Will you help me to make this dream vision come true? Please share the Project Me podcast. If you happen to be listening in Apple Podcast, another way to help the podcast to reach more people is to give it a five-star review. Some people have told me they don't know how to do this, so if you're in the Apple Podcast app, go out of this episode and to the actual show, Project Me Podcast. Scroll down a bit and you'll see ratings and reviews. Click on See All. You'll only see the reviews from your own country. My country is still set to UK, so I can see 46 reviews at the time of recording. And then you'll see a place to tap five stars and you can leave it at that if you're short on time or you can type up a mini review. The more reviews and five stars, the more the algorithms will show it to prospective listeners. I'm holding positive expectation that my dream vision for this podcast comes true. And I know I need to be more consistent, so I'm already going to record another episode next week. And then the week after that is when I'm going to do that interview with Lydia, the crystal healer. So don't forget to email me hello at myprojectme.com with any of your crystal questions that you want me to ask Lydia. If you aren't on the Project Me mailing list, hop on over to myprojectme.com, where I'll also send you the free Project Me Life Wheel Tool. I'm told that my newsletter is the only one a lot of people subscribe to and stay subscribed to, which feels really good. And I'm warmly accepting new members into Project We. This is my online membership club for women who want to work on their lives alongside me and others from all over the world. 
I run monthly Zoom workshops. We have accountability check-ins to keep you moving forward with your dream visions. We share resources and we cheer each other on. It is so exciting to see how many of the original founder members are now living the dreams they imagined for themselves only a year or two ago. Go to myprojectme.com forward slash project we to join in. I can't wait to meet you there. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown. <laughs>